You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is proudly supported by Kiama Community College. There's something for everyone, from nationally accredited career courses to seniors' computing, languages and lifestyle programs. Hello, this is Suzanne Burden of Kiama Community Radio. And this morning, I'm very excited to be talking to Adara Entala of the South Coast Writers' Centre. She's the Events and Communications Manager there. And the reason we're talking today is that they're having another event in Kiama, Poetry by the Sea. And this one is called Drawing Down the Muse. And it's on Sunday, the 18th of April. It's going to be held in the pavilion in Kiama. And this is the third event that they would have held in Kiama, the third poetry event. So I'm talking, first of all, to Adara about the event itself and a bit about the work that the Writer Centre does all the way down the south coast. And after that, I'll be talking to the poet who's featured in this particular event. And we'll be hearing a little bit of her, a young poet called Ivy Island. So that will follow on after I've had a little chat with Adara. So Adara, good morning. Good morning, Suzanne. Can you tell me a little bit, first of all, Adara, about the South Coast Writers' Centre, what it does? Absolutely. So the South Coast Writers' Centre has been running for a while now and we run writers' development events up and down the South Coast, up from Helensburg down to, you know, almost down to Eden. And the aim of the South Coast Writers' Centre is to support readers and writers and really anyone who's interested in creative words in that way. So whether that would be putting on a Valentine's Poetry Night in Warrawong, which we did recently, or putting on a publishing weekend, which is coming up, and bookings will be opening soon for that, hopefully, which will teach writers who are already ready to go with their writing how to get published and all of the intricacies of that industry. And then a lot of writers groups and workshops just for people to develop their craft because you don't necessarily need to aim to be published. There's a lot of value in writing just for mental health or creativity or any number of things. So we really just aim to support writers and people interested in writing and reading in any way that we can. That's wonderful. Have Have you found an increased interest during COVID with people having a lot of time on their hands? We did. And because of social distancing restrictions and a lot of venues being closed, we did switch to doing online events in 2020 and online workshops especially. And they were they were quite popular. Yeah, we actually had people zooming in from other states and occasionally expats in other countries. It was nice to sort of grow the community that way. We're back to doing mostly in-person workshops again now, but we still have some online stuff for the people who joined us when that was our main program. What are your most successful programs? What are the most successful parts of the programs that you run? That's a good question. There's different parts of the program that are popular. We find that memoir workshops are often extremely popular because people of all ages are interested in, you know, sort of writing their life story. And like one of our biggest programs would be the Dreaming Inside project, which is with our sort of partner organization, uh, Nagana Barangarai, which is the Black Wallaby project. And they run workshops all the way out in Junee uh, at the Correctional Centre there with uh, First Nations inmates. And then after those workshops, they collate the writing into a anthology and they put together a new volume every year of that. And they have a launch at the end of April that's part of Sydney Writers Festival. So 
that's something that was sort of, I think, born from the South Coast Writers Centre originally, and it has absolutely grown into its own sort of entity. And we're really, really proud of that. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Is that happening this year at the Sydney Writers Festival as well? It is. It's part of Sydney Writers Festival, but it will be down in Wollongong at the Wollongong Art Gallery on the Thursday, the 29th of April. Great. It'll have, you know, live readings and all the previous editions of the anthology. How, how many people contribute to that? I think generally they send two or three writers at a time to run the workshops and they'll do that twice in a year, I believe. It might be different with COVID at the moment. Yeah, the anthologies are, are fairly sizable, so I think they probably get a few dozen inmates in contributing to the anthologies every year. Fantastic. So with the Kayama Poetry by the Sea event, it's called Drawing Down the Muse. The subtitle is Encountering the Unconscious Through Expressive Writing. Fascinating title. And as I mentioned before, the poet involved here is Ivy Island. So can you tell us a little bit about why she was chosen to do this event? That is a great question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm focused more on the communication, so I couldn't tell you. But I do know she's just such a prolific poet and the fact that she's willing to come down from Newcastle is an absolute advantage for the South Coast Writer Centre because she's been writing and getting published since 2007 at least and she's been in journals and publications all over. She's had multiple books of poetry published. She's quite an impressive poet so we're really excited to see what she's like in person as a performer because she'll not only be running the workshop with the fancy name, she'll also be featuring at the open reading afterwards which will be really fun. And it's two parts, isn't it? The first part is the workshop with that encountering the unconscious focus. And that's what, uh, two and a half hours? Then there's the open reading, which is an hour and a half. And in that, I think you encourage local poets to come and perform as well. Is that right? That's right, yeah. So Ivy will be doing a half hour sort of set of poetry. She'll be performing after anyone else who'd like to get into the open mic. So it's entirely up to people in Kayama who might be interested in perhaps having a platform. We're hoping that people who came to the workshop might be interested in performing some of what they just wrote or maybe something that they've been working on. It may not run for a whole hour and a half. It depends on how many people want to sort of sign up and get involved. But the open reading is free. So even people who just want to watch some community poetry and watch a, you know, successful poet do her thing are absolutely welcome. But it was really nice last time when Bella Luna ran the last one in Kayama in February, I believe. It was absolutely lovely. We had some local poets down in Kayama show up, you know, who had their own poetry books that might be, you know, five, ten years old or quite recent. So they were able to share their writing with us and we got to hear about their new writing and celebrate them together. And it was a very, very warm and supportive afternoon in the sun. It was quite nice. Sounds wonderful. And do you have to register in order to be part of that reading process, the readings? Yes. So we're in a a smallish room at the pavilion in Kayama. So just to make sure that no one shows up and then misses out, We do have some registration set up on the booking page for the open reading. So the workshop is costed, but the open reading is totally free. You just have to put your name down and you can indicate ahead of time if you'd like to read or you can just decide on the day. So you can go to the open reading even if you don't go to the workshop? Absolutely, yeah. Sounds marvellous. I think you're doing a wonderful job. What's your favourite part of the job? 
I suppose just being able to get more involved with the writers community and be able to see everyone's achievements. I started as an intern here in 2014, maybe. And then I finished my internship. I came back as a volunteer and now I'm staff. And so there are people that I've met through other internships and volunteering and work and my degree, professors and, and tutors and published writers and, and people who've worked running the Writers' Festival and that kind of thing. And there's a lot of overlap in the community across the Illawarra and South Coast. You'll end up collaborating on a lot of projects. So even if I'm just, you know, sort of behind the scenes in one thing, I get to sort of see my colleagues and friends publishing books and running workshops and just really making it work with their creative writing. And even if they're not my personal friend, it's just a name that I recognize like a South Coast Writers Centre member and I see their name pop up on, you know, a workshop in Canberra or at the Sydney Writers Festival even. It's always very exciting to see people from our community succeeding. How many people are in the South Coast Writers Centre as members? I'm not sure what the numbers would be at the moment. I think it would be somewhere between two and 300 perhaps. So it's not a massive membership base. It is sort of focused to the area now that we're not doing so many online things. But the program has expanded a lot in the last 12, 18 months, thanks to our new director, Sarah Nicholson. And we're really grateful for that. So that's boosting our membership a lot because we did have some repeat programs a few years ago that sort of just lost interest over the years. So we made some difficult decisions, dropped a few things that just weren't as popular as they used to be. And, you know, breathed a lot of new life back into the program with a lot of new things and workshops and stuff that's still yet to come. So that's been really good to see. How does one get to join the South Coast Writers' Centre? Is there a web page that we can to? Yeah. yeah, so our website, which is southcoastwriters.org, has a page there. There's one that says join. And once you've joined, there's a whole section of the website that's devoted to members and it gives you the members-only groups and sometimes discount codes for tickets. Like Sydney Writers Festival Live and Local is coming up at the Music Lounge at Wollongong Town Hall. And we're not running the ticketing for that, but we curated the live sessions. So our members will get a discount and then they can take that and go to Merigong's website. So there's all sorts of benefits for members and we give a shout out to any achievements of theirs in our fortnightly newsletter and stuff like that. And it's very affordable. It starts at, I think, $25 maybe for concessions, and that's for a year. So it's very affordable, and there's a lot of benefits to being part of the membership. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for your time, Adara. Lovely to talk to you this morning. I look forward to talking to Ivy and hearing about her poetry, and I hope the session in Kaima goes well. I'm sure it will. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. ACR, Kayama Community Radio. This track is by Lonely Ghost. It's called Dormiveglia, which means half asleep or semi conscious in Italian.
Hello again, this is Suzanne Burden, and I now have the privilege of talking to Ivy Ireland, who is the poet who's going to be featured in the sessions of Poetry by the Sea down here in Kayama on Sunday, the 18th of April. Welcome, Ivy. Thank you. Lovely Uh, to be here. (laughs) So, Ivy, have you been to Kayama before? Yes, I have, actually. I remember holidaying there a few times as a child. I mean, Uh, typical things like the blowhole that we all (laughs) remember vividly. Ivy is based in Newcastle, that's right, is it? Yes. And um, Ivy is a poet who's won quite a few awards, I believe. Is that right, Ivy? Oh, sure, yeah, a couple. (laughs) (laughs) And she's published two books, or is it three? Three now, yeah. So The Owl Inside, my most recent one, just came out. What's it called again? The Owl Inside. The Owl Inside, what a lovely name. Thank you. How many poems are in the book? Is it a very long book? No, it's just a fairly regular um, size collection. It's probably shorter, actually, than my last one, Porchlight. Is a poet your full-time job or do you have another life? Yeah, I have a few lives. I think it would be so lovely to say that being a poet was my full-time work. Wouldn't that just be delightful? Um, And if anyone out there would like to pay me to do that, that would be fabulous. (laughs) Well, at the moment, I'm actually in training to be a counsellor slash psychotherapist, so I'm doing my master's in that. Um, I did my PhD, and I probably finished that about 2012, and I was tutoring out at the University of Newcastle in creative writing, and I have since then been running a cafe secondhand bookstore which finished up last year yeah since then I've been yeah studying full-time I write reviews and you know publish the odd thing here and there um, and obviously my poetry collection when did you start writing poetry Ivy I started probably as a child actually I remember being quite captivated by poetry but of course it was quite terrible I mean if you think (laughs) the kind of things you write as a teenager or whatever I would never want to drag those journals out into the light of day that's for sure but yeah I think it's kind of just something that I've done for a long time feels like almost always and when did you publish your first book of poems um so my first book of poetry came out in 2007 as part of the Australian Young Poetry Fellowship it was called Incidental Complications you're very good at titles (laughs) thanks Not easy. (laughs) In this Poetry by the Sea session, you are going to, first of all, have a workshop called Drawing Down the Muse, Encountering the Unconscious Through Expressive Writing. What sort of things do you think you might cover in that? Well, it's a lot, isn't it? But really, I think it's going to start with some kind of more automatic writing exercises. Um, Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way talked about doing morning pages where you would sit with a piece of paper and a pen and don't edit yourself at all and just write and write and write whatever comes into your mind and I think Brene Brown also talks about using this technique she calls it uh am I allowed to swear in this but she uses an s word that's for <laughs> another word for excrement first draft so it's about getting what is kind of buzzing around your mind out probably sometimes out of the way so you can start to see what else is there so we might start with some kind of exercises like that and then I would move into a few more kind of poetry exercises based around looking at other poets techniques of accessing what is there and just simple things like that to start with and then we will start moving into more concrete so I'm I'm sensing a theme here you're studying psychotherapy yes and uh, the unconscious and we're talking about encountering the unconscious here yes in your writing. So do you feel this is a, a theme that moves through your poetry is, is the unconscious mind? Absolutely. I think 
I sometimes try to escape it and just kind of hide in the material and the domestic and the simple kind of things. But I guess it's a kind of philosophical quest for me, really, to, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, explore the idea of there being an unconscious even yeah. and what that might mean for us. Like dream symbols, I guess, show up a lot in my poetry. I've got a little exercise about dream symbols as well that I'll bring to the workshop. Is there any sort of like physical location for your poetry? I mean, I, I know it's the unconscious mind, but is it in nature or is it in more material things or, you know, yeah. what, what would be your focus? Oh, absolutely. Someone asked me recently in an interview what my um, muse was and I said, oh, I've had so many muses, <laughs> but most of them are trees. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely nature. I write a lot about the lake near where I live at the moment because I live near Lake Macquarie and I think it comes out in my poetry a lot. Um, Have you got any favourite poets? Yeah, so many. It's such a hard question to answer. Um, I would say that one of my favourites at the moment who I keep going back to is Anne Carson. She, yeah, she does a lot of um, more, I guess, philosophical, psychodynamic stuff. But I, you know, I've loved a lot of the classics as well. I mean, I remember discovering Shakespeare sonnets in high school and just being blown away, you know. I don't suppose you can really easily capture what it feels like to suddenly realise that <laughs> there is this whole way of connecting what is out there with what comes through and out and onto the page, yeah. Maybe edit that bit out. <laughs> Do you find it difficult to find the time to write poetry or is it, is it something that's sort of like automatic? Do you do the morning excrement-based page writing? (laughs) (laughs) I would love to say that I find a lot of time, but I don't. Um, I'm also um, a mother and a single mother on top of that. So it's very difficult for me in terms of my, even my commitment to study and my commitment to motherhood to then find time after work as well to write. But I make time and it often has to be, as you say, early in the morning, late at night. What is it you enjoy most about writing poetry? I don't even know if I do enjoy it. It's just such a hard thing to unpack. I think it's something I have to do or I'm kind of not okay. I was reading recently um, Von Franz and she was a Jungian. She was kind of talking about the poison that comes internally it can move through you through your body if you're not using your creative intelligence if what is in you is is kind of not coming out it really kind of struck a chord with me and I just thought wow like that is why I write and why I have to write It, it has to come through me it's just one of those things that must be done and if I'm not writing and if I find you know that I've been a bit stressy or I've been a bit you know I haven't had the best few weeks and I've been a bit of a grumpy mom or I've been this and that I think I stop and I go have you been writing, Ivy? Have you been writing? And I'm like, no, I haven't prioritised that. I haven't found time to do that. And that will generally be the key cause for my, I guess I'd call disturbance or psychological disturbance at the time, yeah. Well, have you got an objective, do you think? Is there something you would try in your head that you'd think you'd be trying to achieve when you wrote your poems? Are you conscious of having a message? I used to be a lot more than I am now, I think. I think I used to really try and instruct or something by my poetry or make sure that my message was getting across to people, which might be something some something quite inane, but it also might be some deep philosophical reasoning that I had come to and thought I needed to really express and share. And, I mean, that's there. That comes out. I can't really stop that. But I think these days I'm a bit more interested in 
the simple, the domestic, um, just conveying moments of a life, you know, of, of that simple sharing between humans, which I think at the moment, considering where we're at, you know, here in 2021, <laughs> those things come to the surface and come to the fore more often now, I think, just those shared simple moments of human connection. That's wonderful. Well, we, we really look forward to seeing you in Kaima on the 18th of April. Um, Thank you. Not only are you doing a workshop, but then you will also read some of your poetry. Yes. And uh, forward to it. I'm wondering whether you could read a poem for us now. Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. How about I just read the title poem from my new collection? That's brilliant. Thanks. Okay, so it's called The Owl Inside. It was the owl who called me outside. Boo book, if I know my owls, and I know my owls. Nothing too mystical about it. This was a reminder to take out the bins. Green bin and regular. I near sprained my ankle, dragging the two heavy grass clippings up the two steep drive in the dark. I terrified the possum with my clatter. We jumped. His landing, more graceful than mine. He wasn't hauling a bin. In fact, it was numinous. Scorpion moon in a cloud ring, bleeding out into the mottled sky like thoughts through an empty evening. If no one else felt the connection, owl, bin, ring, then the revelation is solely mine. And that is as it should be. Afterwards, I stood statue still in the small woods behind the solemn house, my chest too bare in all this near cold, absorbing moonlight like a witch. I sought to record the sound of the owl to play back to you later. Once I had caught it, I realised I never would. Beautiful. Thank you. That's lovely. Thank you so much, Ivy. Look forward to seeing you in Kayama. I'm looked forward to it too. Take care. See Bye. you then. Bye. Hello, I'm Candy Anderson from Kayama Community Radio. Join me every Friday for What's On in the Kayama LGA for the following week. Our purpose is to keep you updated with events and activities that will get you out and about and connecting with people and places in our fabulous area. If you have an event that you would like to tell the community about, email us on kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I look forward to having you tune in soon and perhaps making our weekly What's On your regular go-to place for keeping in touch with people, places and happenings in the Kiama LGA. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.